and we're live. And we're live. Hi. Hi. How's it going? It's going. <laughs> the old Midwest proverb. It's going. <laughs> it's going. Um, how do we normally start this? I already don't remember. Um, well, like this, I guess. Cold, like this. Cold, cold this. Open. This is a cold. This is a cold open. It's freezing in here. <laughs> What's your discussion question? Oh, okay. My discussion question. Yeah, I do have one that I just came up with. Mm -hmm. Um, Just kidding, listeners. I've thought about... I've been thinking about this question all day. Everything done intentionally. Everything is done with intention. My question is, uh, because our topic today Mm -hmm. is production companies, Mm -hmm. if you had a production company, Mm -hmm. number one, what would you name it? And number one, two, number one, another number one. <laughs> and number two, what kinds of films would you produce? Interesting. Hmm. And the easy answer is horror because oh, this is a horror yeah, podcast, a, but. Um, maybe. Name? I don't know. Because I, one of mine I like looked at and like, I'll talk about it, but they named it after like a place. Um, I can't, now I can't even remember what you picked, but. <laughs> um. But it'd have to be like a snappy little like one word. I would want it to be like one word or like one, one word name or like something like just a single thing. Um, horror homie production. I, I was thinking about that for last week. Horror homie. Um, now you said last week. Oops, I'm and last we, episode. Uh, it's been we, two or three. It's weeks. been two or three weeks <laughs> since we recorded. So last time. Uh, Here's what you missed on Glee. Oof. <laughs> Another person died. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> do they die on Glee? No, but the actors do in real life. Though that's uh, true. Uh, mm, no. I would probably do... I don't... It's a thinker. It. It's a thinker. It's a thinker. I told um, you it wasn't a very good it one. It is fine. But in terms of, like, production, like, what it would... Because I... Like, horror, yeah. But I think I'd also want, like experimental like films or like okay uh i'm really into like uh like video essays and stuff on youtube right now so i would fund some of those to get made into full documentary feature length yes video essays video essays or like analog horror kind of stuff Mm -hmm. but like a bit more like feature length Uh, oh i think your air conditioner okay (laughs) it's quieter now um, but maybe it would be something like, I don't know. It would probably be in, like in another language, like not in English. A foreign so language film. Yeah. But I'll have to get back to you on that because I can't, I'm not good at thinking on the spot. Oh, name. <laughs> um, I, I don't have a name either because I just thought of this question. <laughs> but in the process of listening to you and thinking about this, um, a fun fact that I learned recently is that, are, well, are you familiar with Leica pictures? Yep. They do all like the stop motion mm-hmm. and claymation, claymation, uh, Coraline, Box Trolls, Paranorman. Yeah. Uh, Leica is actually owned by Nike. Really? Yeah. Huh. And that's why there's always Nike shoe tie-ins. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, okay. And it's uh, a little bit of nepotism <laughs> because I, I, I don't fact check this because I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I, I learned this fact a while ago and I didn't commit it to memory 100%. Yeah. But I think the current CEO of Nike his son is the head of Leica oh, Pictures. Gotcha. So this is just like his son's passion project. Yeah, I was Because say, they lose money on these movies. Because they take for fucking ever. Yeah, they take yeah. forever and they have like a small audience. But I fucking love, I them. love them. So like, thank God for yeah. Nike. I watched a video of the woman who hand knitted like a shirt for like Coraline. And it was the tiniest little needle and like the tiniest little yarn. And it's amazing. But it's crazy. You have to have rich parents to do that. It, absolutely. It's not. It's, you can't. Um, what was the other one that, um, which I will bring up here in a bit, but Mad God, too, is in stop motion animation. A lot of them take, like, this. 10 plus years yeah. to make. Like, it's so long. Um, <laughs> it makes me think of, uh, did you watch Parks and Rec? Could a depressed person when he make went, this? Exactly. And it was, like, two, <laughs> two seconds, seconds worth of film. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> insane. But that that's what my studio would be. We'd produce stop motion films. Nice. I love stop motion. Yeah. I think we need more claymation. What um, are we working on this week? Oh, the, the hat falling down again? Okay, cool. <laughs> okay. Still? Okay. No, that's cool. I think maybe I would do, like, also maybe, like, my initials. I have, like, four names, but it's, like, 
CMG sounds like a or that, that kind of also sounds Productions. like a card company. But yeah, and then the little logo. I don't know what that would be. Like a small like. Oh, like a little dude. Oh, oh make oh, up a little guy. A little, little mascot. Bug. Yeah, a little mascot. A little roly poly bug. Oh. You roll out. Um, but anyway. Anyway, we should introduce ourselves. Yes. I'm Cecilia. And I'm Ash. And this is Maze, Maze of, of Horror. Horror. Woo! Uh, and then, <laughs> we do that every time. <laughs> every time it's the most awkward thing. Uh. We've never spoken to another human being before. No, we're barely doing it right now. Uh, but, yeah, like Ash said, we're talking about production companies. So, there is a distinction between, like, production distribution and like creating right i didn't look into that that much um so but these the ones that we I, we picked were both or like multi, they do more than one i have to interrupt i have to interrupt the studio broadcast yeah. to publicly shame you that my bumble notification for the bumble notification up? that came Shut up on your up. laptop it's connected to my phone it wasn't even anyone messaging me it's just the bumble app going do you care about mental health shut the fuck up no bumble that's why i'm no. on you yeah hold on cecilia's gotta Let check their bumble now absolutely what's the match count i don't know how to check that um furious no tapping messaging. no no messaging or no messages, no messages. you know what i just did Good. oh that's what, uh the person that just came up is someone who just tattooed me on sunday so that's fun oh um yeah i uh, no, I'm just, I'm barely on it. I just updated my profile and I'm probably going to delete it again. Uh, anyway. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> I just, it came up on the laptop and that was, that was so funny. I saw that and I was like, don't. Don't, <laughs> don't fucking say it. Uh, but yeah, so I don't really, obviously there's a difference between all three of those things, but I think mine at least both fall into like all of them. So they're not just strictly they're also companies. Some of them also distributing. Distributing and also some, like, yeah. Okay, because mine are strictly production. Okay. And why don't we, why don't we say what we're both okay. doing, talking about uh, today? I have, so we did just two each. I have A24 and Shudder. Shudder. Which one's named after a place? A24. Okay, I can start with mine then. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so A24 is named after an Italian road in Rome, which is the A24 motorway. And okay. it's because the guy who, one of the founders of it, was just driving on that road when he came up with the idea. That is he, he Italian, though? No. Okay. Um, Famously anti-Italian. Yeah. So it was started in 2012, and originally it was called A24 Films, but then they switched it to just A24 in 2016. Just like the Facebook, they dropped the... Yeah, the the. The the. Um... um and it's, quote, an interta- independent entertainment company, but it's TV, film, production, and distribution. Okay. Uh, and it was established by these three dudes, Daniel, David, and John. They all have names and past careers, but I didn't really want to talk about that. <laughs> uh, but they all just are, like, uh, well, like, have well-established careers in the, like, film and entertainment industry. And so they've all at least worked in some other places. One of them worked at uh, the company that gave them their, like, seed money like funding money to start the company um and then later on in 20 something i didn't put this in oh in 2018 john hodges left the company so now it's only um daniel katz and david fenkel are the um head but so it started 2012 and their first theatrical release um this one's a distribution only one um, not well received, unfortunately, oh. but it was uh, February eighth, twenty thirteen, and it was called "A Glimpse Inside the Mind of Charles Swan the Third." Okay, never heard of Charles it. Sheen. Sheen. Ch- Ch- Charles Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Charles Sheen. Charles Sheen. Um, I'm sorry, I'm gonna interrupt you real quick, and you probably get to this, but I just love yeah. to interrupt. Uh, did you? Are, is a a twenty four is not specifically horror, right? No. No. Okay. <laughs> I do okay. get I do get Period. to it. You do get to it. I'm no. sorry for interrupting. That's fine. Um, but it was directed by Roman Coppola, who is the brother of Sofia Coppola. Who is related, who is related to Nicolas Cage. To Nicolas Cage. I don't like that, but it's fine. Um he had other 
successes, but this one just like was not well received because they it it's supposed to be like a breakup movie. Okay. But everyone said it was too much like they just kind of let Charlie Sheen be Charlie Sheen in the movie, Aww. and it was more about that than like anything else, and so it was not taken very well. Uh, but then that same year, they also released Spring Breakers, which was taken. A that was better. like a banger film, yeah. right? I've never watched it, but. Um, I get it mixed up with the bling ring, which Sofia Coppola directed, uh, which um, is also like stealing from rich people, but it's like a different vibe. I get it mixed up with the, what is it? Fuck the X, X party or Project, par- Project X. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, he Roman Coppola did have other like successes in directing like uh, commercials and like music videos and stuff. This one unfortunately just fucking flopped. Um, it made two hundred and ten thousand uh, dollars. And some Yikes. change in the box office. So, sorry. Uh, but speaking of Sofia Coppola, she just, um, A24 then got the rights to distribute Bling Ring in 2013 as well. Um, but, yes. So, and then their TV stuff started in 2015, and they helped, the first one is they helped produce a USA Network show, um, and then also helped to develop other, like, pilots, and, like, put up pilots and stuff like that on TV. Um, they also, um, help produce euphoria oh i did not know that Mm -hmm. yep um they have a podcast as well that started in 2018 and they have interviews from people like all the different directors writers stars of the stuff probably Um, not as good at this podcast though no they are dressed really nice and are uh, have coherent thoughts so i don't think that'd be very entertaining um but okay so starting they kind of got more attention starting in 2016 which is like when they changed their names, so I think that's when they kind of took their like little branding, mm-hmm. little branding, sorry, little their branding, their branding stuff like more seriously. Because um, in 2016, a lot of their films, well, not a lot, but like three of their films won awards, the Academy Awards. So they got Best Actress thanks to Brie Larson in Room, banger movie. Yes, um, Best Documentary Feature with the movie Amy, which is a documentary about Amy Winehouse, and then Best Visual Effects with Ex Machina. So, some big hitters. Oscar Isaac is in that, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. Um, And that one's also a very good movie. But that's kind of, I feel like, when um, that vibe of, like, A24 being, like, artsy, deep-thinking, like, very, like, I don't know. Because some of them are horror, but not all of them, but they all have kind of just a weird, like, vibe. Weird vibe. (laughs) Yeah. Weird, but, excuse me. Unsettling? Like, kind of unsettling, like. I don't know. It's just very A24. Like, when you see the movies all put together, it's like, okay, yeah. Um, and not just the ones that they, like, choose to produce, but also the ones that they, like, pick to distribute. So, A24, I mean, a lot of companies do this, but, like, Canes or, like, other film festivals, like, they'll go and watch them and then, like, kind of fight over who gets to, like, distri- who gets the rights to distribute it. Um, and a lot of it has to do kind of with vibe, I think. Um, and I think A24 is being very, like... Uh, intentional about the movies that they pick to distribute as well, so that it fits into that. Um, I'm going to be reading a lot of things now, because uh, okay. it's a list. Um, but, so I, just here's just some previous weird movies, but I think, at least, that they're kind of like, uh, tie-in with horror, started in 2018 with like Hereditary, mm-hmm. and from there they just kind of kept picking up speed with like the horror. But they do have other weird, like, history of weird movies. Um, so, in 2014, there's Enemy, that Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Um, I didn't hear a word about okay. it. Okay, <laughs> uh, that one's very weird. Um, Under the Skin, Scarlett Johansson's in that one. I haven't seen it. But. Under the Skin. <laughs> yep. Um, Life After Beth, which is like a zombie kind of. Yes, movie. I have seen that. That is very fun. And Tusk, our friend Tusk. Our friend Tusk was an A24 film. Yeah. Um, from 2014, um, 2015, like I said, Ex Machina Room. Um, 2016, The Vivage, uh, or The Witch. Anya Taylor-Joy. Yes. Green Room, um, The Lobster, which we also uh, talked about. Lobster's a banger. Uh, Swiss Army Man, which is really weird, uh, movie. Um, Daniel Radcliffe is a corpse the whole movie. Okay, I love that. Uh, yeah. Um, and then in 2017, um, The Killing of a Sacred Deer, among others. Um, but like I was saying they've been kind of I think given this title I don't know if they necessarily have like 
used it but like have you heard of like elevated horror yeah i hate that i hate, that I hate that it so i much. hate it a lot of other people do and a lot of directors do because it's like you're not el- like horror's been horror horror's like, this stuff been has existed. Horror. It, it's like people don't take it seriously as, as a genre and yes. as an art and there's a video i watched oh i can probably pull it up if it's in my history um, are you just gonna hold up your microphone to the video no but just play a clip of a youtube but i was watching one about like just the idea of the term of elevated horror and like don't why we should use it um sorry i have to go through all of my minecraft videos if i can find it i liked okay. the one i saw that had a big 420 as yeah. the screen grab um it's someone a youtube it's a very small channel but i recommend it but it's var underscore so capital v-a-r and then just underscore uh, but it's called elevated horror Pro- problematic horror subgenre um and mostly it's like the term it's not necessarily like the actual thing right that. yeah um but they're just um their idea was that you know horror kind of used to be one of those things where it's either like you were a huge nerd if you liked it or you were like a disturbed person you were like, a little freak you were a little freak and it's most like once these type of movies started coming out like i'd say like the mid 2010s where people could feel a little bit quote unquote better about liking horror because well now it's art now it's nice now it's artsy now there's a meaning deeper meaning to it as if there wasn't before right um and so i think it's just people wanting to like sound cool and be like well it's not like horror movie it's like i would never like like a horror movie but like this is like like elevated like you have to watch it five times to get it oh my god which is like i every once in a while okay yeah i'll enjoy those movies and one of the things i was going to point out a24 also with the movies that they like produce are very good at and i think that's kind of why they're leaning toward that but making you want to come back more and more mm-hmm. to be like oh did you see this did you miss this they have these like uh books that they put out like coffee table books um they're like 50 bucks but they're like for each movie it's like notes from the the director and the writers and like art from them like that it was either used in the film or like inspiration from the film and it's like um usually it's like the whole script is in there with like notes or like things like that so um they're offering more for a chance to like dive into each piece of thing as more opposed of the, to just like behind the scenes yeah look. and like really creating like that brand of like well it's not just you're gonna watch the movie once and then you're done with it it's like well now you're in here in this world and like you're gonna get drawn in by like the, this is the, the movie you watch this is a movie that becomes part yes, of your life like, it's a process of like okay now there's homework because like okay now you have to go read this short story and see how it comes into this like whatever I, I mean i love it but also like just watch a movie, <laughs> watch a movie. um but i think it's because you have to like know what you're getting into and at least for A24, I think now they've established themselves as that kind of company. And it's like when you're going to watch an A24 movie, now I'm, gonna, I'm expecting, like, okay, there's going to be some, like, deeper whatever. I need to pay attention to, like, little details. Like, you know, all this kind of stuff. And then knowing that, like, afterward, I'm the person who, like, when I go watch a movie, immediately I'm on, like, Twitter or Tumblr or, like, whatever. And I'm, like, looking at Searching the tags. Immediately, yeah. And so the, now they're providing it, like, directly, like, from the source, essentially. Right. Like, oh, do you want to know more about the director? Why they did this? And why this is this color and all this stuff? And I'm like, yeah, actually I do. Um, and they also just have a lot of merch where it's, like, stuff from the movies. So um, the newest one, which I haven't seen yet, but Bo is Afraid. They have a little pajama set that you can buy that he wears in the movie, I guess. And there's, like, Mixed a reviews stuff. I've seen on Bo is Afraid. I've seen that, too. I And it's Ari Aster, right? Yes. Who works pretty or i mean i I guess who's worked at a few films for a24 right yeah and the one i heard i mean the the review i heard about that is that he kind of goes again dives deeper into the there is a deeper meaning behind this not everything is literal that Mm -hmm. you're watching and it's more like metaphorical and it's more like you really have to think about it and like all that kind of stuff which for some people it's like not what they're expecting i think right um from this movie um i did yeah i don't know but i'll hold my i do (laughs) think it's really funny though (laughs) <laughs> the character Bo, mm-hmm. um, him as a kid is his own actor, but everyone thought he was CGI'd um, Joaquin Phoenix <laughs> as like a child, but it's, mm-hmm. he's uh, his own actor. <laughs> um, but Joaquin Phoenix, like as Bo, like, older, is like prost- like makeup and stuff. Right. But that child, I was seeing so many things of like, oh, I thought that was also CGI, <laughs> like effects. And it's like, no, that's a dude. That's just that's a, a guy. That's another person. Yeah. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix just i there's more to that but it's just but it's period um, uh just a man who's been in a lot of yes. weird films um and then also like again a24 like i said they kind of develop 
like relationships with certain like directors and like writers and things like that and so a lot of them like just come up over and over again so Greta Gerwig um has a lot um of movies there like I said Sofia Coppola um and then I just wanted to Ari Oster Ari Oster is their their most recent um I just have an <laughs> I'm just in the the Wikipedia in page the with Wikipedia the Wikipedia filmography um uh, I was gonna say something about it I think when I got to this part but remember but oh i did want to talk about some upcoming ones um that they are um and if you haven't had the chance of going onto the a24 website i would suggest it just because it like, looks nice mm-hmm. and like the graphic design is super good and like just the way they have everything laid out like when i tell you they have their vibe and like branding kind of down right now like for sure it extends to go, the website yeah and like their instagram like their social media like is super good um so i guess that is when i think of a24 that that is what i think about i think the word that comes to mind is curated yep mm-hmm. yep like it's very intentional and i think that is also like with the movies themselves it's like mm-hmm. everything's very intentional like something isn't done just to be done there's like a meaning behind mm-hmm. it and so like why are the curtains blue because we were sad because she's sad yeah that kind of thing uh, english teacher's dream uh no kidding yeah but here's some of the stuff like that where not everything is like horror necessarily but it is very like i would say like dramatic movies as well um earth mama so this one's about just like a woman going through motherhood mm-hmm. pregnancy that kind of thing there's a stephen curry documentary basketball player. okay um and then this one that is a horror movie that i'm excited about called talk to me um where they find that like weird hand and when they hold on to it they can like talk to ghosts oh but then someone hangs on too long oh no here, like, but Ooh, that one okay. is one that i heard that um came from one of the and these are upcoming releases yes so sometime this year these are all this year um that are coming out um in june or july and then there's what other one did i hear about oh this one's kind of fun it's wizards um wizards is there an explanation point at the end of that yeah um but it's about like a um like a wrestling thing that happened hold on Based on a true story. Yeah. We're seeing a lot of those movies lately. Um, but they're calling it a, quote, stoner movie. <laughs> um, okay. Orlando Bloom and Pete Davidson are both in it, which is going to be so interesting. Um, okay, yeah. It's, quote, unquote, pothead beach bar operators. Um, when they, like, I guess it's, like, a weird crime thing. I saw that there was, like, something with wrestling in it. I don't think... I think there's just, like, a scene in it where there was wrestling. <laughs> a single scene. Uh, but the movie's the all about I saw. wrestling. Uh, but, like, that one, that one's more, like, weird. And that one's going to be more, like, I think, like, quirky and just kind of, like, I don't know. Yeah. The vibes. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm really worried that you could hear every single crinkle of this piece bit. of paper as I unfurled it. Oh, they can. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, just so you guys know, I'm keeping consistent with these yeah. paper notes. Um, but, yeah, so... Like I said, um, so here's, I'm on their site. If you do want the embroidered bow pajama set, it is $80. Oh, okay. Um, they have a steel, a hat that is $35. Um, you can become a member. I will say they do have like member stuff where like <clears throat> you get merch and whatever, but they do have like zines that they put out. Mm-hmm. It's like about the movies and like interviews and discounts and stuff um this is not a dig at a24 specifically mm-hmm. but i don't think a hat should cost more than 15 dollars. No. period i agree um i fucking went my parents and i my mom loves perfume and so we went to dillard's yep um i looked over my uh there's some swimming shorts i was like oh it's cute 95 fucking dollars dillard's is crazy it's expensive insane. here's the thing though it's crazy expensive 90 percent of the time but you go the two times yeah. a year when they're having sale? their like blowout Yo, sale, you can get. I had so a bunch shit. of button downs like early pandemic, that mm-hmm. like no longer fit obviously, <laughs> but but for like four dollars a yeah. piece. Mm-hmm. And my lady knows the perfume lady at the counter, and she always gets all the free gifts and stuff, so she lets her know. But anyway, uh, shit's too expensive. <laughs> shit is um, shit be expensive. But if you're like an artsy person and you're like super into like the craft and like supporting like creativity and whatever cool well i'm sorry are we still not talking about dillard's no support the craft of dillard's no they're fine i meant just like a24 like if you're i'm not saying like you'll have to buy but like if you like that kind of like okay like i know i'm getting into kind of thing but i just like your vibe i think you can 
Um, should I just do a second one or go back? Well, I was going to ask you that exact same thing. Mm. Do you have a preference? Do you want to keep talking or do you want me to talk for a little while? You can talk and we'll go back and forth. All right, we'll go back and forth. Uh, so my first one is Blumhouse. Mm. I think uh, uh, I think of the four that we're doing, my other one is IFC Midnights. I think Blumhouse is probably like more of the home-known yeah. production company. Yeah. I feel like if you were to say these – for production well i guess a24 is pretty it's nerd bigger now, yeah. it's bigger now um but blumhouse is a pretty big one mm-hmm. um so just to start off i'm gonna i'm gonna read a lot of text okay, okay i'm gonna read the about directly from the blumhouse website oh, okay. blumhouse is a multimedia company regarded as a driving force in horror so that was one thing mm-hmm. that i was starting to read and i was mm-hmm. like okay they they really dive into it and they own it they're like yes we are horror, horror. yep uh, the company produces high-quality indie-budget horror films and provocative scripted and unscripted television series. They also plan to produce and publish video games via the recently announced subsidiary Blumhouse Games. Regarded as the driving force in horror, Blumhouse has produced over 150 movies and television series with theatrical grosses amounting to over $5 billion. Five whole billion. Five whole billion. Blumhouse Television helped usher in the true crime phenomenon with its docuseries The Jinx, The Life and Deaths of Robert Durst on HBO, which I haven't seen. Hmm. Um, The company operates in genre and provocative programming through acclaimed scripted and unscripted series and documentaries, such as the upcoming series The Horror of Dolores Roach, Hmm. starring Justina Machado for Amazon, which I actually was a podcast first and I listened to the podcast, so I'm interested in watching the show. Uh, the Thing About Pam, starring two-time Academy Award winner Renee Zellweger for NBC. Nice. I don't know anything about that. I just know Renee Zellweger. <laughs> the upcoming original series, The Sticky, Sticky, produced by Jamie Lee Curtis for Amazon. Ooh. The lauded Showtime series, The Good Lord Bird, starring Academy Award nominee Ethan Hawke, among Ooh. many others. The company has also produced streaming anthology series like Welcome to the Blumhouse, and streaming films like Totally Killer for Amazon. Real close relationship with Amazon. Very close relationship with Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so so just... that's Blumhouse from Blumhouse. Okay. Okay. Oh, my sister's calling me. Huh? Well, she's at work. I don't know why she's calling me. Anyway, so that's Blumhouse from Blumhouse. Blumhouse, uh, as a production company, was founded in the year 2000 by Jason Blum. Okay. Jason, Jason Blum. Blum. House. This is his wow. house. Uh, so be Mart House, Mart Home for me. Mart Home for Mart for your production yeah. company. Yeah, yeah, that works. All right. No, I don't Mart, <laughs> Mart Mart City. Mart City. Mart City. No, Productions. Mart City is when I make a mobile game where you make a little town like Sims. <laughs> like one hundred and fifty thousand mobile games that currently yeah. exist. Mm-hmm. Like what I'm playing currently. <laughs> So founded in 2000 by Jason Blum, um, in 2000 he founded Blumhouse Production, which specializes in producing micro-budget movies that give directors full creative control over their products, yes. which, based on this, it makes it sound like that is unique to Blumhouse. I don't actually know if that's true, know. but uh, Bloomberg News praised Jason Blum for making quote-unquote blockbusters for pennies, including... Horror film phenomenon, and with the film that really put Blumhouse mm. on the scene, Paranormal Activity. Yes, which and caught, then they kind of fucked that up. Though I have never seen any of the Paranormal oh, Activity films. You should. Okay, the first one at least is like very, very good. I I tried to convince my roommate to watch some movies with me this week mm-hmm. uh, to get ready for this, yeah. and she refused to watch Paranormal Activity. Yeah, too so scary. I, that's what I said. Too scary, oh. and she said she didn't like it. Oh, I really like the first one only. After that, they got greedy. <laughs> I've never seen any of them. But anyway, Paranormal Activity cost $15,000 to make. How much did it gross? Do you know? You going to hazard a guess. Did it get up to one bill? No, less than that. Way <laughs> less than that. Um, I'm going to say like five million. 200 million. Okay. So I don't have a concept of like. What that's it, fair. It's hard like to have a concept office? of big money. But I mean, in comparison to fifteen thousand dollars, two hundred million dollars. It's I think one of the top, well, not like the top one of like how much it costs versus how much it made. I think it's one of the like, it's up there. It's up there, yeah. Um, So that's just a little bit about Blumhouse. 
but I wanted to include a, l- a little bit of controversy because I, I saw okay. this on the on the web, yeah. and I was interested because uh, I guess I didn't realize or didn't know, but in 2018, Jason Blum said in an interview that the reason that no woman had ever directed one of his horror films was that, quote-unquote, there are not a lot of female directors, and even less who are inclined to do horror. Oh, God. Ew. This, obviously, it, it's created a lot of criticism on social media um and people were circulating lists of directors specifically yeah. female directors who did horror films I have binders full of women here i have I very mitt romney women. energy i have binders full of women he did issue an apology and called his comments quote unquote dumb yeah bud. Yeah. yeah they were dumb That's, yeah. um however the first female directed film for blumhouse didn't didn't come out until 2019 and what that was, was uh, Sophia Takal directed and co-wrote uh, the remake of Black Christmas. Oh, okay. Now, that one was fine. So that that is, I believe, to date, the first and only Jesus. theatrically released <laughs> film by a female director for Blumhouse Productions. Blumhouse, uh, come on. Uh, so this goes into what you were talking about earlier in terms of the difference between production and distribution. Most of Blumhouse theatrically released films since 2014 um, have been owned and distributed by Universal Pictures, and they do have a 10-year first-look deal yeah. with them. Um, so that's their that's their guy. Universal yeah. puts their pictures out, but these are, these are Blumhouse films. Um, originally, Blumhouse was known as Blum Israel Productions with Amy... It, sorry? Like the country or Israel? Two words. Israel, like the country, the country, but it's a name. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just couldn't tell if you said Blum is real. Like, I thought that's what you... <laughs> no, it was originally known as Blum Israel okay. Productions with Amy Israel with a first look deal at Miramax when the company was founded. Um, in 2002, Blum and Israel parted ways, though, and that's when the company became Blumhouse Productions. Okay. A- Amy said, you're kind of sexist. I'm, 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 I'm putting... <laughs> you're putting words like, in gonna, Amy's mouth absolutely. right now. Also, She's going to sue you for libel. Based on his no. <laughs> future comments. I don't know, Amy. I don't know. Um, this is, I don't, I don't know anything about this, but, uh, in 2015, Crypt TV was created by Jack Davis and, uh, famous complicated relationship with the pod, Eli Roth. Uh, and that is apparently a part of Blumhouse. I don't know anything about Crypt TV. Do you know Crypt TV? I, I should have looked it, it up, like, but. Um, like they were putting out like shorts, like not shorts. What was it? I feel like I definitely heard about it and like. Let me Google real quick. Crypt Cecilia's TV. Googling. While Cecilia's Googling. Oh, oh. oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is like... Um, it is like online stuff. And it's very like digital, I think. Um, the stuff that it produces. So it's like movie... Like videos. Uh, this is like mostly, online digital media. Yes. Yeah, so it's like Facebook, YouTube kind of stuff. Where it's just like little videos. Okay, cool. Um, I, yeah, it's like I remember like seeing it. I think like on Facebook where they were trying to get people like use the Facebook like, use the video Facebook whatever. video thing. Yeah. Um, it's like, so that also falls under the umbrella of Blumhouse. Then, um, just Blumhouse and numbers a little bit, a few more numbers. Uh, like I mentioned, Paranormal Activity made for fifteen thousand and grossed over two hundred million dollars worldwide. Insidious grossed over one hundred million dollars worldwide on a budget of one point five minutes million. Mm-hmm. And Sinister also grossed uh, $87 million worldwide with a budget of $3 million. I think, back to the comment where you're like, I don't know how much it's true of, like, creative freedom. Yeah. I think they probably did for the first movies of, like, all those. Because all of those are, like, franchises now. Right. Um, but then there's, like, a notable turn where they're just, like, they keep cranking them out. And they keep making sequels. Yeah. they, like, should not have. Because um, the paranormal one just gets, like, like, the first one is fine. Like, maybe even the second one. But it was, like, such a good found footage film and, like, the, just the idea of it. Um, and at the time, didn't feel weird with, like, oh, there's like, random cameras in the house. Especially now because I feel like, I don't know, if you go on, like, TikTok and stuff, it's like, here's a random video from inside my home. And, yeah, like, people, everyone has this, like, so stuff. so weird, like, yeah. Whatever. But, um, and same with, like, Insidious and, like, Sinister and all that stuff. Like, the first ones were, like, were really good and, like, I really liked them. But then they just kept making them because they wanted money. <laughs> like, they're just, like, these all did really well. These all did really well on tiny budgets and made, I mean, yeah. And 
I think for Paranormal Activity 2, they also had, like, a really good, um, like, advertising mm-hmm. campaign for it. Because that was the one where they would show films of, like, oh, we're recording the audience watching the movie. And it was just videos of everyone being super scared and stuff. Um, and, like, these are real videos. And it's, like, one of the repeats of, like, someone threw up. Someone passed out because it was so scary. That kind of thing. I think... Like I said, when I think of A24, I think about Curated. When I think of Blumhouse, mm-hmm. I think Calculated. Calculated, yeah. Like, because they are so good at marketing. Yeah. Like, they did like, Megan. Yes. That's one yes. of their more recent <laughs> films that came out just this year, I think. Yeah. Was that this year? No. Oh. It can't have been this year, been right? This year. No, 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 no. It was was it late year. last year? No. Cecilia's furiously Googling. Megan cannot have been this year, guys. It can't have been. 2022. 2022. Okay, <laughs> Megan. So Megan last year, like the hype for Megan yeah, was unreal. That was such they, good marketing. I, they are. I would say that Blumhouse is like the hype beast of yeah. horror production. Uh, so, just to provide a little bit of a timeline in terms of films, in 2010, um, Haunted Movies was formed as a division of Blumhouse, and they theatrically released Insidious. The River, The Bay, and The Lord of S- Lords of Salem. In 2013, uh, Blumhouse produced The Purge and Insidious Chapter 2 and Dark Skies. Uh, all three films, great. Mm-hmm. I have no complaints. Actually, I haven't seen Insidious 2 in a very long time, but I think it was good. Insidious is good, yeah. Uh, the Purge, though, I really like that franchise. I'm trying to figure out. Okay, they did not do Cocaine Bear. They did not do Cocaine Bear. I was thinking. It's because Cocaine Bear and Megan kind of came out at the same time, so I was like, just think about it. Sorry. Uh, in 2014, I'm not going to mention all of the franchises <laughs> because they release a lot of franchise so many, films yeah. over the years. But in 2014, original films, they released Jezebel, uh, Ouija, and Whiplash. Yeah. Um, was- have you seen Whiplash? Um, yes. Baby Miles Teller, I think, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That's a good movie. A not a horror movie, no. but they do do some non-horror. Yeah. Uh, but but that's, a, that's a good movie. I think it's like also like with a24 it's like the horror of x thing yeah the horror of being an artist the horror of right being in school or like you know that kind of thing in 24 2015 they produced unfriended the that gift and the visit unfriended fucking unfriended. sucks but it's so f- one of those movies to like where you if you're like fucked up and you watch that movie it's so fun but as a serious movie no 2016 was purely a franchise year. They released Purge Election Year and Ouija Origin of Evil. 2017, Split, Get Out, and Happy Death Day. Mm -hmm. That's a banger year. Get Out and Happy Death Day. Split, let's forget about Split. Split. Let's not talk about Split, but Get Out and Happy Death Day, both great films. Um, Who did he produce his most recent film with? Jordan Peele. Um, Nope, you mean? Yeah. Because I didn't see it. I didn't see it on the list here. It says distributed by Universal. I mean, it must have been. Well, I guess I don't know. It must have been Blumhouse, but. Oh. I don't say. Produced by. Well, Jordan Peele himself produced oh. it with. Oh, he has his own production yes, company he does now, Monkey Paw. Monkey Paw. Um, so that's who did it. So that's who did it. But, I mean, Get Out. That's the first mm-hmm. one. Um. It's not a series, but his first big horror film. Uh, 2018, it produced... um, Actually, so Blumhouse produced the Halloween Mm -hmm. remake. Um, And they also, in 2018, announced a partnership with DreamWorks Animation to co-produce a movie called Spooky Jack. Uh, But the film was eventually released from DreamWorks Animation Slate in 2019. Good. So I would have liked to have seen Spooky Jack, I think. Um, 2020 Fantasy Island, um, The Invisible Man, which was very, very good. The Hunt, You Should Have Left, starring Kevin Bacon, which was not good. Um, The Craft Legacy, which is another revival of a beloved 90s franchise. I guess Halloween's not 90s, but a beloved horror franchise, The Craft. I didn't watch it, but I've heard good things about it. Nocturne and Freaky. Uh, 2021 produced the forever purge halloween kills another paranormal activity movie i didn't know that they were making them that recently yeah in 2022 produced dash cam dash cam's good i haven't seen it the black phone though in 2022 that was also good i enjoyed that mr harrigan's phone 
Halloween Ends, Run Sweetheart Run, Soft and Quiet, and The Nanny. The Nanny. I watched. And it's sad. It's sad? Yeah. It's marketed like as a horror movie, but it's sad. I mean, the horror horror of sadness. But it's like a... It's like an immigrant story, and it's like, oh, it's yeah. I think I saw a TikTok about that this was, about how people watch it on like Netflix or whatever, and they kind of it was well, marketed as a horror that's, film. Okay, so one of my oh, people behind the curtain, one of my ideas for like an episode was to talk about movies that are like marketed as horror, but like really aren't. Yeah, and the nanny is one of them. Like it's very much just like, I mean, there's some like quote unquote like supernatural elements to it, but it's more like tied to like cultural. Sure. I think she's. Uh, from an African, not Sudan, but um, an African an country. African country. It starts with an S. There's literally a scene about someone guessing where she's from. Uh, Somalia, Senegal. Senegal. I think it was Senegal. Um, but yeah, so it's like her nannying the this kid for this white couple while her kid is still back at home and stuff like that. The whole yeah. Thing. So it's very much more like that. And I was like sobbing at the end of it. I'm like, what do you call this a fucking horror movie? Should, like, <laughs> absolutely not. Anyway, sorry. Okay. Movie. In uh, on November sixteenth of twenty twenty two, Blumhouse announced that James Wan, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. beloved director James Wan, uh, some notable James Wan credits: Saw, mm-hmm. Dead Silence, mm-hmm. The Conjuring. Yeah, also scary. Pod, pod favorite pod movie: favorite. Malignant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Aquaman and Furious Seven. I didn't know he did those, but those are interesting they films. Said- do you want some pocket change, James Wan? He's like, yeah. Yeah, I would love pocket change love directing yeah! Furious 7. Exactly. Uh, anyway, it's, uh, to November 16th of 2022, um, it was announced that James Wan's production company, Atomic Monster Productions, um, was in talks to merge with Blumhouse. Mm. Um, so both companies would continue to operate as separate labels, each maintaining its own creative anom- an- autonomy, uh, but they would essentially emerge under the same sort of umbrella i guess um this says that in 2023 they released megan that's not true because we for sure went in 2022 and also youtube's or youtube google says 2022 but sometimes they say that but it's not like a wide Uh, theatrical release we did not see that we could not have seen it i think we did i think we watched it it in the cold it had to have been it was cold (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> this is how we measure time it, it, was, was, cold. it was cold when we left. i remember i had wings but i have wings like every time we go to uh, every time we go to flicks yeah. yeah you can't tell based on the food because we both eat the exact same thing every time i think we were in the wheelie chairs no we were in the that wheelie chairs for the black phone did i watch the black phone no. for you no that was with joey we this is fine. We at some point watched this. We at some point watched. Did we actually watch Megan together? Actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Oh my god! No, we didn't. We didn't watch <gasps> Megan together. We didn't watch it together. I just remembered who I watched it with. There was two other people. Oh. This is. Yeah. No, because I remember because I I watched it first and I was like, oh my god, this fucking movie. Yes, and, and then, then I watched it. You. Okay, okay. 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 God. That was this year though. I'm. I'm yes. almost positive. Yeah, I yeah, know it was. I think it was like January or February. I could look at my Flix account. Yeah, I I'm mean, not going to do that. No, but. Do, but. <laughs> uh, so anyway, in 2023, oh, my podcast, my headphones just went out. My podcast just went out. In uh, 2023, I'm sure it's fine. In 2023, they released Megan, as I said. Uh, and then coming this year, <laughs> a new Insidious movie, Insidious Through the Dark. That's not what I'm excited about. They Listen, mm-hmm. original IP, okay. I think. The Exorcist Believer, another revitalization of a... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oldie. Oh, an oldie. And this is the one that Cecilia's really holding their breath for. And me too, honestly. Five Nights yes! at Freddy's. Yes! Uh, I'm so excited. I literally have it pulled up on the. Five Nights at Freddy's comes out October 27th. Uh, Insidious comes out July 7th. And I did not write down The Exorcist or the other ones. Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard. And then Josh Hutcherson. (laughs) Who the hell is Josh Hutcherson? Hutcherson. Oh, fucking. No, no, no. I know. But who is he in Five Nights at Freddy's? um, Mike Schmidt, um, who is the, I think, the security guard. Okay. Um, I've never played a Five Nights at Freddy's game, but I've I've interacted with it tangentially. The first one is. I just did not ever get into the big fandom of it, which is, like, insane. People want to fuck those animatronics. Oh, my God. Um, But... (laughs) Which monster fuckers? Um, Are they monster fuckers yes. or furries? Okay, look, 
there's that line but the fact i think the fact that they are animatronic and also in canon like monstrous okay um they're not just like chuck e cheese sure like fursuit sure yeah Uh uh-huh uh-huh all right um but i only played the first one and then not on the other ones but i do keep up with the lore so uh, but you hear to hear first folks (laughs) they keep up with the lore um but i just think matthew lillard in this i'm just like so excited to see what he does for this movie uh, so other non-film related things okay. uh, in 2012 Blumhouse opened the Blumhouse of Horrors mm-hmm. which is an interactive haunted house experience in downtown Los Angeles mm-hmm. um, it has also collaborated with Halloween Horror Nights um, to bring mazes a terror tram and scare zones um, from films and properties such as Insidious The Purge, Happy Death Day, Sinister Truth or Dare, Unfriended, Us Freaky, The Black Phone, Megan and Crypt TV interesting so it's like a spooky disney world a spooky disney which i would love i would love to experience uh in november 2014 blumhouse also launched blumhouse books um, which is to publish original horror and thriller novels i didn't get a list of anything that they've published yet but i've seen them like in like when i go to like half price books or something like sometimes i'll see it on the cover like blumhouse blumhouse yeah so that'd be interesting. Uh, and then, as I mentioned earlier, in February of 2023, they recently launched Blumhouse Games to produce and publish original horror-themed video games for console, PC, and mobile devices, mm-hmm. uh, and have said that their focus is to join up with independent developers and focus in on games with budgets under $10, $10 million mm-hmm. to, to create. I wonder what the timeline was of that and the Freddy... The Five Nights at Freddy. I'm sure it was like a... Like one thing led to the other. One thing led to the other, Um, or both things happened simultaneously. Yeah, because it was like all... I mean, it's an indie game, and they just got really big by the, you know. Um, But, oh, okay. Cool. They're really uh, sticking their little thingies up with any... They're really... Yeah, any any form of media that can be horrified, they're really putting their little thingies in it. Um... Yeah, I. <laughs> You're done with your Blumhouse. I, I'm done with Blumhouse, but I, yeah, I had a very short. Yeah. Had a. This is a. You can't see this, listeners, but this is a very short. This is my short list of films that I wanted to watch. Oh okay. Uh, Paranormal Activity uh, and the Belko Experiment, ooh, specifically ooh. from Blumhouse. Yeah. Because I hadn't seen the Belko Experiment, but heard pretty good things about it. Yes, that's the one where they're like in an office building. Yes. Like locked down and shit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's okay, Blumhouse. Cool, I do like Blumhouse. I did like, like I think it like initially started, and like their first movies are feel more indie, but then like the second they have any box office success, they're like, keep them pumping. Keep let's going. go, let's go. They are single handedly. What's that guy's name that's in all those movies, The Conjuring and like? Oh, Patrick Wilson. Yeah, they are like. He's ranking. directing the new yeah, Insidious movie. Good for him. Good for him. Um, Good for Patrick. I was just like. He has a steady appointment <laughs> as well as Vera. Vera Farmagio, yeah. Farmigia, uh, something like that. Well. They are just like, they are booked, they are busy. They are They're booked, playing, busy, and raking it in. Yeah, playing the same character. But um, then I support them. Yeah, honestly. More than the real couple that they play. Because oh, they yeah, really 110%. Um, but okay, so I'll go next. Again, my second one, um, like I mentioned, was um, Shudder. So there's not a lot of like history to it because it wasn't necessarily like a person or whatever, um, but it is an offshoot of AMC networks, um, and so they the intention was to have something like a, like completely dedicated to horror, um, and it's more of a um, like a streaming service, but they do have their own original films, um, but they also like I said have distribution rights to a lot of different films as well. Um, so currently they have um, the original um, Halloween, like they have the oh, rights okay. to have it there. I don't know. Interesting. Uh, that's not that's on Shutter. Yeah, I don't know. Since Blumhouse yeah, did the remake, there's like that's what I was like saying. Like there's just a lot of weird like oh well, technically back then like we had the rights to this and like when the new one came up it's like well they have the rights to this one but you can have the rights to this one yeah it's the whole like disney sony with the x-men type deal spider-man um but they in 2015 it was open only to like beta testers initially (laughs) beta cook (laughs) but it worked because they (laughs) opened it to the public in 2016 i will say i have a subscriber to shutter um i think i got on it when there was like a deal it was like black friday or something but it is um 
only like five ninety nine to. Do you feel like you get your bang for your buck? Like, how often are you streaming things on Shutter? Um, like movies, maybe like one a week. Okay. Or like a couple a month, and then like there's some shows on here that I like I watch. I would say that's worth it. Then. Um, yeah, because it's like again like five ninety nine, and like if you go to buy a ticket at a theater, that's like it. That's like, like double that. Yeah. yeah. Or like a large popcorn. Um, but yeah, so then it, it opened up. Let me look at my notes. Oh my goodness. Um. And so Shudder does also have kind of like its own like brand and identity kind of thing where it's like horror, but it it feels more like OG horror and it feels like it's very much for the fans of horror. Mm-hmm. Um, not that it doesn't take itself too seriously, but I think it understands like the range that horror has where it is like these artsy, like really thought provoking, whatever, but also it's like these dumb, stupid kind these of shit. Dumb, that it's, stupid like, idiots that there's, like, stabbing it's each other. And, like, yeah. Bloody, and, like, um, and it also just kind of like the humor in it too. Um, and it's like isn't too it's not scared to like lean into some of those things and so some of the things that they do host or have like the rights to distribute um is also like uncut versions or director's cuts to like or like uncensored versions of like horror movies and stuff um and so they have both like movies tv shows and they also have some like reality shows okay Um, they call them like unscripted and whatever but they're like reality shows so they have uh dragula which is the horror version of rupaul's drag race i fucking love it's that it's so good um and it's hosted by the boulet brothers which are like well known in like the drag scene mm-hmm. for doing like horror drag and like all that kind of stuff uh fun fact the boulet brothers are not actually brothers they're partners <laughs> but they just Aww, all the siblings are dating siblings are dating both uh but they always like dress like it's super cool but yeah so it's pretty much like a drag show but like the type of drag that's done is more like horror like they're not afraid to like get like ugly and dirty yeah. and gross and it's just like the that's performance fun. of it and like all that yeah um so for example i have seen the f- first full season i haven't um watched the other ones but for the first episode um the very first episode of the very first dragula i'm pretty sure because at first the first few seasons were like done elsewhere like a different community or company mm-hmm. hosted them and then I think they Shutter produced like the most recent one. But, okay. So, but the first one, so <laughs> the elimination challenge, there was three of them, was that they got put in a coffin and buried, and then they had like things like bugs and dirt <clears throat> and stuff put on them. One person pissed themselves while they were in it. Oh my god! Um, thankfully, they continued on and won, and like one person. Oh, thankfully. Home. But that's the kind of shit that like that's yeah. the vibe of it. Uh, but I love it. Um. But like I said, yeah. So. I'm on, I'm on the app now. Um, I really like the app. That's mostly like, I mean, I watch most of my videos and stuff like that on my phone because I have to be doing like 20 things at once. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but the app from just like a user perspective, very nice. Like if you know what you're looking for, it's easy to get, but it's also a good uh, excuse me, way to like discover new ones. So they have a thing called Shutter TV, which is just like an ongoing, they just are continuing oh, playing okay. stuff. Um, so you can like tune in. Let's see what's playing right now, if it'll load. But uh what Josiah saw. And so they're just like constantly playing movies. So if you're just like, oh, I'm just going to tune in, you know how like. And are they movies? Cable. Sorry, I don't know if you know this, but are they movies like from their catalog? Yes. Okay. Yep. So you can also just watch them whenever. But I kind of like that when like, oh, no, no, I don't want to watch. Let's flip through the channels and mm-hmm. then just find something that's playing. And then like, that's kind of a good way. Um, but they also have collections, which I really like. So it's either staff picks or like they kind of have like a, a category and then they put music or put music. I can hear the there's music. The music in the headphones, yeah, um, me too. It's really hard. Um, collections or they're quote unquote curated, so like the people pick the ones that they want. So talking about the Boulay Brothers, um, so here's some of their favorites that you can find on Shutter. Um, the Taking of Deborah Logan is very good. Mm-hmm. Terror Train, um, which looks like a uh, Jamie Lee Curtis movie, yeah, from the okay. 1980s. Night of the Living Dead, the OG. OG. Um, Prom Night Two. Hello, Mary Lou, which is kind of, I, I don't know if campy is the right term, but it's a little like. Yeah, it's probably um, campy. And then Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. So that's what they curated. They missed yeah. out on Halloween. My personal favorite <laughs> Halloween movie, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Yeah. Um, but then they have other ones. So let me just go here. So Vengeance is Hers. On the City Streets, From Beyond the Grave, Female Fury is a power unlike any other. Um. Some of these are very, like, I don't know how to describe them. Like this one. Darling? Oh, Angel. Like, very 80s. 
the incredibly 80s um don't know what that one's about but i guess it's vengeance um and so you can watch all your like revenge movies whatever um here's one called aquaphobia so don't make those noises sorry that... <laughs> no that was, I, was just like, oh. I i i let the impulse win yeah, no, you're fine. um but like movies that are like in the water um this one's a good one eco terror and animal attacks um scary. One. they're so scary um but here's some um my family group chat is popping off queer horror in case you needed to know i have no idea okay um, but yeah, queer horror. So they have some queer movies. Um, Attachment, which I've heard is pretty good. Um, Tammy and the T Rex. Oh, that's okay. What I mean by like, that's a 1994 one. But like, again, kind of like A24, like when they pick movies to like distribute and put on here, like they're very much like. It's the, like vibe. the vibe. Um, Death Drop Gorgeous from 2021. It's a fairly new one. Um, let me see. Hellraiser they have under queer horror. Hellraiser under yeah. queer horror. Okay. I think there is like a gay character in Hellraiser. Yeah, isn't there? I cannot dude, remember. I, uh, I haven't seen Hellraiser in a long time. Yeah. I recently picked up a Clive Barker book though. Huh. Haven't read it yet. Um, but then they also have like documentaries and stuff. So then there's another one, another section that you can go into that just browse. So you can just go for movies or series, and then there's other little like. Um, uh, categories you can pick from but they have the babadook um on shutter and i'll tell you why because yeah. it i mean are you done with shutter kind of <laughs> i was gonna say um they also have skin okay i was gonna say and i'll tell you why <laughs> yes. they have those uh and i didn't know this until you said it uh but now all the pieces are falling into place it's mm-hmm. all making sense mm-hmm. uh but my second one that i did was ifc midnights mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and ifc films so IFC Midnight is like a, a branch of IS, IFC Films. Mm-hmm. IFC Films is owned by AMC Network. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. AMC distributes. There you go. I, I guess IMC, a, 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 AMC and Shutter. Yes. So um, I think they just put all their like spooky ones over all, in Shutter because yeah. um, they have the OG like Wicker Man. Um, the other ones. I just like wanted to point some of these out in case like people had wanted to watch them. Um, but like yeah, for series, um, they have Chucky, the first Ooh, season of Chucky, okay. which I really liked. Um, and then they have one called Scariest Horror Movie Moments of All Time, or the One Hundred and One Scariest Movie. So it's a bunch of like directors, writers, celebrities, like all just kind of pointing in of like in the history of horror. Top like, one hundred anime one. betrayals. <laughs> yeah, number number nine. I don't know. I was gonna try and make a joke. Never mind. Um, but they also have like I said, like documentary type stuff where it kind of dives deeper into like some of the older movies and like how they were made stories behind them like things like that or just like the idea of um horror in general as well um but i really recommend um shutter also like when you click on a movie you have like obviously like play trailer whatever but the member reviews are like right there as well which i try to hold off on reading until i'm like watching mm-hmm. myself but you can just, like write a little review and then give your opinion i wrote one for this one. Oh, it's not even at the top anymore my whatever um but yeah i recommend shutter pretty good so everyone go get shutter 5.99 5.99 even if it's like for a month like let's try it out i did get it originally just to watch chucky uh (laughs) and then i was like oh there we go and scene and scene (laughs) (laughs) so ifc midnights is my other one uh like i mentioned ifc midnights is a subsection of ifc films which is owned by amc network Um, so IFC Midnight's, well, actually, IFC Films, this is a general description, distributes mainly independent films under its own name, select foreign films and documentaries under its Sundance Selects label, selects label, um, and also releases genre films under its IFC Midnight label. Uh, in 2010, it was announced that IFC Films would be launching a division titled IFC Midnight, so IFC Midnight came into being in 2010, which is just a few years before Shutter, right? Because you said 2016 yes. for Shutter. Let me open up our <laughs> notes. I said I'm done. Um, oh my god, 2015 was beta, but opened 2016. Okay. So, um, so just a few years before Shutter, um, it was said that the division would focus on releasing horror, sci-fi, thrillers, exotic art house, and action films. 
2015, Shout Factory's Scream Factory made a deal with IFC Films to release their titles on their IFC Midnight label. Um, and this included the Blu-ray and DVD releases of The Babadook and Backcountry. Babadook, queer movie. <laughs> queer icon. Queer icon, Babadook. The Babadook. Um, there really isn't a lot of information that I could find specifically on IFC Midnight's because it is just a label under yeah. IFC Films. Um, so my section on this is very, 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 very short. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the only other thing I'm going to mention is some of the films that IFC Films has produced and released. Uh, and that is The Human Centipede. <laughs> Did not know that was an IFC film. Skinamarink. Yeah. The Babadook. Um, the Autopsy of Jane Doe, which I just watched Ooh, last night. I like it. I like that I I don't like love it, but I'm like okay. It was pretty good. Yeah, I was like okay. I was I like some, okay. I um, has Brian Cox in it <laughs> of Succession fame yeah. now. Yeah, I've never watched Succession, but no, I know Brian Cox and he's in it. But uh, watched him before he was famous. Watched him before he was famous <laughs> on the Autopsy of Jane Doe. Would you rather? Which is also a fun movie. Yes, um, that one fucked me up. The Snowtown Murders, which mm. I think we've talked about on the yeah. podcast before, or at least I have uh, talked yeah, on the yeah, podcast yeah. before. Um, and Cabin Fever, which mm. is just a, it's one, I would put it kind of in the same vein as Human Centipede, where it's like, this is kind of a gross movie. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, okay. Oh, flesh is just sloughing off your leg. There you go. Um, but that's cool. So yeah. Um, and then some upcoming films from I, from the IFC Midnight's label is We Need to Do Something, which releases on September 3rd, and The Feast, which comes out. November 19th. Okay. But that's cool. That's yeah, I, I guess I didn't realize that like, IFC Midnight had, like, connection to Shutter in that way. Yeah, I mean, um, I didn't realize until you said, oh, the Skinner Marine yeah. and the Bubba Dick are streaming, and then uh, you said AMC Network, and I was like, oh. I will say, yeah, so some of the movies that I mentioned to me weren't, like, made by them. They, there is a section on here that is, like, either exclusive or, like, original, like, movies that they have. Um, and so some of these are. Um, they have, I think this one's like more exclusive, but the VHS, some of the sequels, so VHS 99, VHS 95, which is an anthology mm-hmm. found footage. Um, I like that first VHS movie. I haven't yes. seen any of the sequels. They're good. I also like all the other ones. Uh, but Mad God, so that, that one's the one that I had mentioned before, um, which was a stop motion animation that's like intense, like like how much had to go into it to mm-hmm. make it. Um, they have exclusive rights. Well, not exclusive, but because this one is kind of a like confusing because it says Shutter Original, but I also know this one was I think on Netflix. But the sadness that like um, it's a Korean I've film that was like it. it's not Korean. It's is it anyway? It's really fucked up. Uh, it's the second movie that I know of that has in a uh, content warning. Uh, I'm talking whatever. But like an eye socket fucking scene. Um, oh my god! Uh, the first one being, um, uh, oh my god, what was it called? I don't know. There's one other one that has that in it. But this one is just like, ugh. Um, so most people were like, oh, that one's just gross to be gross. Um, but they have a pretty good, pretty good selection. I mean, like again, like whatever kind of horror watcher you are, and you kind of see this in the comments of people. Like, this is fucking stupid. This is like a kid. <laughs> Only like. This is trash. This is scary. This is an art. And then other people are like, oh, this is really fun. Like, da da da. Like, just whatever kind of horror you're into, uh, like, Shudder's going to have something that's, like, in that little niche area. Um, And I think it's also a really good and easy place to access, like, older horror movies. So they have, like, um, not just from, like, 80s, but, like, it goes back to, like, early, early movies, black and white, that kind of shit. Uh, Damn. Shudder sponsor us because I. (laughs) Shudder sponsor us. Um, I was going to ask, and then I started Googling it, because, okay, yes. Um, I was going to ask, are you familiar with the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network? And follow up with, do you know if they're also under the same umbrella? Uh, and I Googled it, uh, and they are. They are They are owned by AMC Theaters, which I believe is related to AMC Network. I would assume so, if not confusing. If not confusing. Uh, so cool. yeah, just just interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Again, like I don't like know a lot about like the entertainment industry or anything <laughs> like that. So like I was kind of confused of, of like what a production company versus like other kinds of stuff was. Um, but 
that being said, support the writer's strike that's going on right now. Don't be a fucking scab. Yeah, don't be a fucking scab. Um, I one thing with the the strike right now that was kind of funny is they ended up coming up. The union came up with an agreement to, with the Tony Awards, so they will not be picketing the Tony Awards. Oh, thank um, God. Yeah. Thank God the Tony Awards will and go they on. Said, yeah, we'll pay you <laughs> what you should be paid. Um, but yeah, so I. I don't know. I guess I enjoy all of these production companies. Thanks for giving us those. Movies. Thanks for giving us um, notable mention to ones that we didn't select. Twisted Pictures. Yeah. Um, uh, Lionsgate. Could not off the top of my head tell you anyone, but <laughs> um, kind of a shout out to uh, Huluween because uh, every once not in a while Halloween. there's like some of them on there that kind of are like they kind of slap fine, uh, but it's also kind of silly. Just like honestly, sometimes I just want horror to be kind of uh, yeah, fun, like a fun. We're missing the silly in horror. Yeah, it'd be fun. I want another like like Megan. Perfect, loved it. I did it. <laughs> Megan, uh, a phenom. Yeah. I loved Megan. I, Megan was fun. Megan was fun. Um, definitely was set up for a sequel. So I think we're. I can't wait for Megan too. Megan too. Too hot to to Megan. Megan. <laughs> and on that note. On that note. Um, it's been one week, week since you <laughs> it's gonna be another month when you have to how many times do we make that joke every time every single time yeah bare naked ladies shout out sorry I, I, I snapped my wallet on pod so sorry uh, you'll hear our next episode when it comes when out it comes out whenever that is probably three to six weeks from <laughs> <Yeah>. now <laughs> Let, we'll see how the weather we'll see. we really have being. been getting beaten down by rain mm-hmm. and then also I got so high. So <laughs> I got oops, 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 oops! All edibles. Oops. Everyone, be responsible. Be responsible. Be respectful, but most importantly, be yourself, and watch out for Eli Roth. <laughs> Eli Roth in is the mix of horror. He's there. always in there. Watch out. Okay, bye. Bye. Oh my God, where's the mouse? <laughs> Here it is. Bye.